Tonight I have the privilege to, to preach with uh, an amazing woman. She's from Germany. I will introduce you in a, in a minute. Uh, we're doing like a team preaching and I love team preaching because you have much more opportunities and flavors in the message. The title is, this is how you become strong through difficulties. I know nobody loves difficulties, but often in life, this is like just a part of our journey. We're facing some difficulties, but hey, there's good news. God is always on our side. You never fight alone. If you win, then God wins too. This week, uh, I put a quote on my Instagram. You know, I never talk about my Instagram because uh, it's, it's not, not, not so important, but uh, I shooted out a quote this week and I was super uh, uh, surprised that a lot of friends, my close friends, they phoned me after that quote, great things never came from comfort zones. And some pastors, they called me and said, Pastor Leo, I need a miracle because right now we're facing the coronavirus and I'm stuck in the church, I'm stuck in a marriage and it feels like for certain years like a comfort zone and now I have to change something in the church, change something in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Please, can you pray with me? And I think leaving the comfort zone is always the key for success, right? Let's go into the story of King David because he became a king and he had to leave the comfort zone not once, many times again and again and again. And let's go into the story of David from the Old Testament. Come on. The prophet Samuel was searching for a new king. The old king, King Saul, had angered God and God wanted to dethrone him. God told Samuel where to find the new king. After some confusion, Samuel finally found the shepherd boy, David. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Rama. Uh, hello? Oh, well, and so David returned to his sheep. Some time later, King Saul was still in power, but in the meantime, he had lost his mind. <laughs> then some of his servants had an idea. Let's search for someone who can play the liar. This will put your mind to rest and cheer you up. One of the servants suggested David, and Saul immediately summoned David to the court. Saul quickly liked David very much, and his music actually did help Saul. Wait, we're not finished yet. Things continued like this for some time, until one day a Philistine giant was mocking Saul's entire army on the battlefield. The story is relatively well known. David came along by chance, heard the mocking of the giant, decided to confront him in battle, and with God's help and slingshot, he defeated the giant. Everybody was besides themselves with excitement. And after a few more victories, Saul finally made David the commander-in-chief of his troops. Wow, uh, I love that story. Let's give our prop team a big round of applause. They're doing awesome, awesome creative things. Hey, church, I think everyone on the future one, you're facing a Goliath uh, here and then. 
And a Goliath has always a name. A Goliath can uh, uh, frighten you, actually. It can be a sickness. It can be an addiction in your life. It can be a habit in your life. It can be worries. It can be um, some jealousy in your life. And I think there's always a moment in your life when you hear the voice of God. You say, enough is enough. And I believe right now I need a breakthrough. I, need, I have to conquer that giant in my life because I want to be more and more like Jesus Christ. And you understand why we speak about Goliath has to do with those illustrations we bring on the stage every Sunday. Every dream and every calling starts as a seed. In a seed is everything what it takes to become something gigantically. The seed has to go into the soil, right? It has to die. And when you're in the soil, we build roots before fruits. And when we have built roots before fruits, then we start to start to grow the germ, actually. And the germ has a big challenge because even though when you start to grow with a breakthrough, the soil is super sticky and super hot. It means you have, again, some issues and some challenges. And that's why I believe the Goliath is a symbol, actually, the germ. Let's go to the soil and become a strong tree and we will bear fruit and we give with all that the glory to our God in heaven. Let's start with the story with our super amazing screen. I love that screen. And here in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 26, David asked the man standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this decree from Israel? Who is this uncertain Philistine that should defy the army of the living God? Here's the point, removes and disagrees. With other words, we have some Goliath and we have to remove them right now. I think there's always a season in your life when you come into church, our job is that now it's time to remove some giants because I don't want to have these giants anymore. They're not my friends. They're not my buddies. Now it's time to remove those giants. Giants, they will fall when you have in your heart this feeling, now enough is enough. Have you ever, ever heard people say, enough is enough. If you're going to Brazil, they will talk, enough is enough, Father. And they cry. Swiss people will say more like in your heart, no, it's enough, it's enough. I don't care what is your position. This is an attitude, now it's enough. The moment you say now it's enough, enough, you have to understand, you're going to three steps. First of all, you will be uh, disencouraged. There will some people, they will give you, they will rob you that longing for a change. And let's go into the text again. And you see this is really super not uh, friendly. First Samuel chapter 7, verse 28. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the man, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? What's the problem? David could say, I am only here because my father has sent me and my father loves you and is longing. And he asked me, are you doing well? Goes on. And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? Because, oh, you know, you know, you know the guy, God gives you a calling and you leave everything behind you. And David could say, no, no, no. I put some people in charge, co-leaders, and they took care for my sheep. Good leaders always took, take other people in the position when you're leaving. Goes on. I know you have consented. You are on how wicked your heart is. Hey, check this out. The brothers say, we know your heart. 
Your heart, maybe it's not right. Often I hear Christians talking about other Christians and they know exactly the motivation of other people. Hey, you're not God. Relax, chill the rabbit, chill the bass. You're not God. Check out your own flipping heart. Can I hear an amen? So loud, amen. Thank you so much. And then you came down only to watch the battle. Here again, line number four, watch the battles. Now I'm here with cheese and bread. It's like the best food of Switzerland, cheese and bread. I came here to bless you. Whenever you stand up and say, you Goliath, enough is enough. There are always some people, maybe in your small group, in your family, they will make you so small and give you the feeling, I am not strong enough. And even though in the next part of the verse, when he goes into the war, Saul replied, you are not able to go against this Goliath. You are not able. Have you ever heard people saying to you, you are not able because you are not able because you are not able. That's almost a song. Close. Dave put me into the choir. Now I want to show you three, three things that often people say and watch out the slides. I create slides just to make a point very simple and very practical and very close to our life. Sometimes people say, you have never going to do that. You are not able to do that. Have you ever heard that? It's not even the devil speaking. Sometimes it can be your mom, your best friend. Check out Thomas Edison. He failed 1,000 times but he never gave up. People say, you're not able. Think about that you, it changed the world. Sometimes people say, don't get your hopes up. Don't be too positive. <laughs> don't be too, too powerful. Think about that drink. In the first year, they sold 25 bottles and now that drink is famous even to Cambodia and Vietnam. Right? Sometimes people say, you're not wanted enough. If you're not wanted enough, think about those big, large worldwide companies. They have been wanted even from a garage. If your mom and dad, they don't love you, the garage loved them. You understand those words and those companies and those people that have something in your common, they never gave up. They have never given up. You know, when I preach about those things and Swiss people say, ah, this is like a motivational speech. You can do it. You are strong. You're the man. You're the woman. You can do it. Come on. In America, they will love those kinds of messages. But European people, they're like, it's too easy. I know how you think. And I want to show you a key in the life of David, why he killed Goliath. Here is a key word in 1 Samuel chapter 17, 29 to 30. Now what I have I done, said David. I can't even speak. Then he turned away. Please underline that simple word. Sometimes if people are accusing you, making you small, turn around. 
Come on church, turn around, turn around, that's the key. Turn around means God is big and my God is able. That's why I'm able to. Whatever giants I'm fighting or battling might be big, but hey, God is bigger. God is bigger. God is able to heal me, to set me free, to redeem me, to anoint me, to set me free. God is able because God is always bigger. Whatever giants you battling, you fighting. Turn around. Woo. I'm so excited. Point number two, fight with your own weapons. Now for that part, I've asked Jana Highholder, Beautiful name. And let's give a big round of applause for Jana Highholder on stage. Before you share actually the point number two, Jana, I want to just explain the church. Who is it? Who is this girl? Jana, um, uh, I'm following you on Instagram and we did uh, an interview uh, some month ago and I felt very connected because you have such a love for Jesus Christ. You are young, you a preacher girl, you a game changer, you are an influencer and you're giving so many young people also in social media in a lot of different areas hope. And I, I feel God has given you an amazing anointing. You have a voice, you don't care what people think. You just do the thing you do. And this is what I love because I feel I'm the same. I do just whatever I do because I want to glorify God. Come on. And let's, let's open our hearts for Jana. If you want to know who this girl, just go on Instagram and you, you find her. So many inspiring clips and quotes and talks. And let's give Jana a big round of applause again. Come on. Thank you. The stage Thank is you. yours. Thank you. As David is preparing to go into the battle against Goliath, he realized that King Saul's armor did not fit him. It was too big, too heavy. He could barely walk in it. He definitely could not fight in it. The weapons he was supposed to be wearing and fighting with weren't his. So David stepped into the battle not as equipped as he should be. And yet, we do know that, so I'm kind of spoiling now, he did win. David stepped into the battle not as equipped as he should be, but David was called to the battle. And maybe you know the kind of situation that you feel like, I'm just not quite ready for the battle ahead. I'm just not quite equipped yet. But do you know that you are called? to fight the battle. I can tell you a story about a young girl that certainly was not equipped as she should be, but definitely called. I was and I am called. As I was 16 years old, I had an experience with God. I was standing on the stairs behind the very first big stage I was ever allowed to speak on. And I could tell you like I had um, huge respect, but actually I was just freaking scared and I knew that I would walk on the stage and I didn't know what to do. And it was in that moment that God turned himself to me and said, Jana, I have not only called you, I have also qualified you. 
And with that promise in my heart and in my mind, I could walk onto this first stage and all the other ones that would follow. Because during the last couple of years, my platforms grew bigger, my stages grew bigger, but when I started doing all this, I was certainly not equipped as people told me I should be. I'm not a man, and I did not study theology. Bummer. I'm not a man, and I did not study theology, and this might seem like a side comment here in the context of ICF Zurich, but my mailbox is flooded by comments like this. And my doubt, it nourished itself by comments like this. Jana, you can't preach. You didn't study theology. Don't even try to keep up with the bishops and the professors and the doctors. Just stick to your poems, they sound nice. Just stick to what you're doing, don't even try. Or until today, I hear people saying like, Jana, you can't preach, you're not a man. And I did check that backstage and it's true. <laughs> this armor does not suit me. I'm not equipped as people tell me I should be, but I am called. David was not equipped as he was supposed to be, but David was called. And in the moment he realized that the armor did not suit him, he had three options how to handle the situation. The first would be the most obvious, do not fight. He obviously couldn't meet the needs, he couldn't meet the he didn't fit in the armor, so consequence, do not fight. And I myself could have said, okay, I'm Jana, and I'm obviously too young, too uneducated to stand with theologians, plus I'm a woman, so never mind, I think I've misheard the call of God. The second option would be being in the right battle with the wrong armor. And this might seem like an honorable thing to do, and like a holy thing to do, David could have worn the, the armor that didn't suit him, and he could feel like he was equipped, or people would say, okay, you are equipped because you're now wearing the armor, and yet he would have been unable to fulfill his calling. Wearing the wrong armor in the right fight makes you lose the right fight. And I could have said, okay, I'm Jana, I'm now going to study Hebrew and Greek, and then I open my mouth, but only among women and children because that's where I belong. Let me tell you two things. First of all, the call to share the gospel and make disciples is meant equally both for women and men of all age. Second, knowing the very deep root and meaning of a word has never changed a person's life. Dogmatic has never saved a single soul. And theology doesn't change the heart, it's love that does that. It's the spirit that does that, and the spirit calls all those who make themselves available and equips those who are called. And now we come to option number three, and that's fighting in the right battle, wearing your own armor. David took the shepherd's crock and the sling with a stone. He took what he knew and what he was capable of, and he went straight into the battle. He was more faithful, more obedient to God saying yes, to God's call, than he was to the impossibilities of the world. He could have bowed to, but he did not. And by doing so, David walked ahead of us. David was a pioneer. He did something for the first time, but people said no one could have done. 
David was a pioneer, he walked ahead, and we need pioneers. We need people who walk ahead. We need people who free the path. We need people who follow Jesus and lead a generation. David was not equipped as he was supposed to be, but David was called. I'm not equipped as I'm supposed to be, but I am called. And I'm wearing an armor that suits me, that equips me to fight the battles I am called to. And I just wanna really quick give you the five things that I think an armor like this needs. And the first thing is a God-given dream, a purpose, the calling that made you step up to the front line. And the second thing is faithfulness. When David saw Goliath, he didn't start to speak about how big Goliath was, he started speaking about how big his God was and still is. David did not talk fear. David talked faith and he stayed faithful. The third thing is talent. You are talented. This is your gift and this is your weapon and you better use it with, and this is the fourth thing, power of action. David was talented, but he most likely was trained. David knew how to use his talent, his weapon, and he used it in the right fight. Wearing the right armor in the right fight makes you win the fight. And the fifth and last and most important thing is total dependency. With all the talent and all the training and all the power of action, it's still only due to God's grace and his favor that the stone from David's sling hit Goliath's forehead and killed Goliath. David was a pioneer. He walked ahead. I am a pioneer. I walk ahead. And you are too called to be a pioneer. And I'm sure about that. Whenever your God-given dream, your faithfulness, your talent, your action, totally depend on God and align with the will of the highest, you are unstoppable. And with this relentlessness from level to level and devil to devil, Leo is going to continue now. Come on church, Yana, thank you so much. Woohoo, amazing, amazing. Hey, turn around because God is able. And then please fight with your own weapons. This is very, very important. And I would love to close with the last uh, um, thought. And then we're going to in interaction prayer time where we really do believe tonight we will bring some giants to fall tonight because with the power of God, things can be changed. Point number three, God is with you from obstacle to obstacle. And I want to love to read you that Bible verse and um, I love this screen. This is so beautiful. First Samuel 17, verse 40. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones. Why five smooth stones? You have to understand every word and every number in the Bible has a meaning. Not just only five stones in case that David misses Goliath and then he has four other ones. And if you study the Bible a little bit deeper, then you will figure out that David had some relatives and in his bloodline, there were four other giants that they were even bigger than Goliath. Did you know that? That means David knew if I going in that fight and that battle in a, in a while, kill that beast, the next 
fight will even stronger and bigger and I need more the grace of God than ever. Why is this important church? Because often we're going into the battle, into an obstacle, into some challenges and with the grace of God, we bring that uh, giants to fall and then some month later comes the next giant and they're even bigger and then we're wondering, God, why in the flipping world is here another giant? We're going from glory to glory. We know that and we say, praise the Lord, hallelujah. But sometimes we're going new levels means also new devils. If you fight right now against your own Goliath, take five stones prepared for the other fights and challenges they will head to you. Let's go into a graphic. I always love to make things very simple and very easy. When we speak about level to level or fights or obstacles to obstacles, here's a graphic actually. When David killed Goliath, it's a beast, it's a giant. He was so skillful in his weapons and everything. And we're wondering how in the world was David able to bring Goliath to fall? And we have to understand the first giant was not Goliath, was the bear and the lion. David killed the bear and a lion privately when no one was around. We fighting certain fights privately when no one is around and those fights we have fought are very important to give us the hope and the faith. When another level is coming, I am ready because you need God in the small fights and you need God in the big fights. Right? What's the difference? God is God, but the level are different, but still the same God. When he killed Goliath, and I want to show you four other giants in the Bible, and this is pretty crazy how big and strong they were. The giant number two was Ishbi Boneb. Ishbi Benot, he had a spear, uh, and the tip of the spear were three kilos, and that beast was even stronger than Goliath. And the next giant was a spa. The Bible says nothing about him. That means giant. The next giant has Lamy, whose spear was thick as a small tree. Can you imagine? This was like a small tree, giant and a beast. And the last one was an extreme big giant. He had... Um, Six fingers and six toes, that means 12 fingers and 12 toes. With other words, this was the beast of all the beasts. And if you check out this graphic, and I hope you will never forget this graphic, that means if you're going into a fight and you're bringing your giants, your jealousy, your porn addiction, your alcohol, whatever you, you're going through to fall, it's only a matter of time that the next giant is standing in front of you. You're saying, Pastor Leo, I came here for hope. I came here that one giant is enough. Hey, I tell you the truth. I'm not a feel, feel, feel me good pastor. This is just what the Bible is saying. And often we Christians, we don't read the whole entire Bible. We have to be prepared for the next challenges. Hey, when we moved in this Samsung hall, you know, we fight for more than 10 years. It took five years to get a permission from this government to build here. Five flipping years in Switzerland. Five years. We fight five years. When we moved into this building, I said to my team, don't worry. 
It's only a matter of time, and I'm not a bad prophet. It's only a matter of time, and we will facing another giant, and that giant might be bigger than moving into the Samsung hall. We waited month after month, year after years, but no giant was around. And all of a sudden, in March this year, the best year ever, Cor coronavirus knocked at the world. A bigger giant than moving into the Samsung Hall. And my question right now is, what are we doing with the coronavirus around the world? Are we afraid having a good discussion about mask on, mask off? Or are we saying this is an opportunity? Because it can be a, a stemming, stemming stone or it can be a stepping stone. Let's use that Situation right now, as a church, as a company, as a single person, we come stronger out of that season than we have entered that season. If you having afraid, feeling of being afraid, we will lose. If you win, God wins. A church, can we stand for a moment? And I would love to go into a prayer time because I do really do believe in the power of prayer. And I really believe right now, when we pray together, you can please take on your mask only for a moment. Then you will be safe and the whole world will be safe. Hey, I really do believe when we pray right now for your child, and your child has a name. And we believe when we speak out the name of God right now, some giants, they must fall. Not they should, they must fall right now. Giants, you must fall. The Bible says, it happens according our faith. If we believe, if we lean in, if we call the name of God, God's presence comes down. I would love to create right now, I want to create right now an atmosphere of faith. An atmosphere where we believe. We don't give Goliath and all father beasts a chance, an opportunity to be strong right now. Let's close our eyes. And your giant or your giants, they have a name. Goliath was not only a giant, he blamed God and he blamed the Christians. And our giants, they're blaming an area in our life where God should rule and lead. Your child has a name. Your child is loud. Your child is provoking you, maybe for some months or even though for some, for some years. But now it's enough. And before we kill that beast in prayer, 
I would love to encourage you with some quotes. Can you hear the voice? The conquers giants. Can you hear the voice? Can you hear it? What seems impossible for man, it's possible for God. What seems wordless for others, it's valuable to God. If other looks down on me, God lifts me up. If the enemy accuses me, God says, you are free. If I don't see a breakthrough, God speaks faith into me. Because a God opens, no one can shut. And if God is for me, who there can be against me? I look to Him, the Alpha and Omega. I look to Him, my joy and my strength. Yes, I can hear the voice that conquers giant. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Can you hear it, church? 